feel like you're constantly trying to figure out how to keep up with what everyone else is doing? What if you stopped worrying about everyone else and could just focus on you? That's what my friend Rebecca Stanisic and I talk about on today's episode of The Biz Podcast. Welcome to The Biz Podcast, where we're going to talk about running a business you love while still having the life you want. I'm Lara Wellman, and together we're going to talk about dreams, goals, and strategies But even more importantly, mindset, boundaries, breaking the rules, and getting out of your own way. Thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast, Rebecca. Thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. My name is Rebecca Stanovic, and I have been blogging at A Little Bit of Mom Sense for over 10 years now. It started when my second child was born, so my kids are now almost 13 and 10, And that little parenting blog, lifestyle, travel, family, food has grown over the years. In addition, I'm a freelance writer and I do digital content marketing. I focus on helping small business owners and other bloggers create and curate intentional goal-oriented content for their own social media platforms and online presence. I'm excited to have you here because we're going to talk about a belief that we know crops up for people all the time. This whole keeping up with the Joneses, what's everybody else doing? Am I doing it as well as them? And how much pressure that puts on people. Exactly. And I think it's something that, and you've been in the online space for a number of years as well, but in the 10 years that I've been blogging and doing digital marketing, it comes up often. And I think that feeling of we have to do it the same way as everyone, or we have to do it that way because it's working for them. We need to go back to our own goals. And it's something that we all do because whenever we start something, we want to see what other people are doing. And then we start to measure ourselves up to what they're doing and how they're doing it and trying to figure out how we're going to do that for ourselves. And whenever we're constantly being given more and more information, we're told the best practices or the best ways and the five tips for using a social media platform or for marketing your business. And there's contradictory information out there and it comes down to what works best for our audience or what works best for us. And certainly my path won't be the same as your path or the same as someone else's. And it's really important to know what our end goal is and why we're making certain decisions because being able to say, well, this makes sense for me is a lot better than, well, that worked for them. So I'll just, you know, try it. And I call it the bullseye approach. You're just constantly throwing darts at the bullseye. It might land. You might hit the bullseye at some point when you're throwing so many darts, but otherwise you're hitting the wall too much or you're missing instead of really strategically, intentionally putting yourself out there in the best way. So we did an episode uh, a little while back with Stephanie Rainey on what's the right way. And I think that this really reinforces that message. And so we'll put a link to that into the show notes if people haven't listened to that episode. But I think this all comes around to the same thing is instead of always focusing on the right way or trying to hit that bullseye, what is it that we need to be doing? I think the first thing that most people, you know, I've certainly been there myself is we don't really know what we want. So whenever we first define, you know, what does success look like for me and what are my goals and what is it that I want out of this business or this life? Once we know that for ourselves, well, then everything can draw a direct line to that. And if it's not even a dotted line at the very least that gets us to that goal, 
then why are we doing it? Why are we saying yes? And I've fallen guilty to that. I've said yes to projects or to assignments or to partnerships that really weren't the best fit. But I thought, well, everyone else is doing it or, you know, it makes sense now. And it wasn't, it was a bit of a panic decision or a, you know, that FOMO, that fear of missing out decision or the, well, if I don't do it now, I'll get left behind. And certainly in my early days of blogging, I can remember one of the very first opportunities for a branded partnership, a paid partnership, not just a gifted product thing, but a paid partnership, which seemed huge at the time. It was at a time when it wasn't happening as often. And I can remember thinking, well, it's not a great fit for me and my brand and who the blog is and what I'm trying to share with readers. But if I say yes, you know, it's a big company and there's that potential down the road. And I thought if I say no, I'll never get asked again. That no was so scary. And ultimately, I turned it down because it just wasn't the right fit. And of course, it wasn't the last offer and it wasn't the last partnership. So now I have this feeling of being able to say no means I can say yes more often to the things I truly want to do and that are truly great fits for me and my clients and readers. Which is fantastic. And I think that that's something I talk about a lot with people is you want to figure out what it is that you want to create because otherwise we're on somebody else's path, right? Like that whole idea of the next thing that I'm supposed to want is the bigger house, the second car, the manager job, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's all the path that we think we're supposed to want. And then we realize we're driving down somebody else's road. So we need to figure out what it is that we want because we can't be all things to everybody. And we need to really figure out what it is that we want. And one of the things that I love about your story And what you've done is that you know what it is that you want your life to look like. So why don't we talk a little bit about that? What was it that you created? What was your guiding principle in how you decide what's a yes or a no? Certainly in the early days, you know, when I was just creating the blog, I just wanted a place to write and that was a piece of my own. And then as it became a business and the freelance writing and the social media marketing It still came back to, I was a stay-at-home mom and I still identify it as that often, which is kind of funny because both my kids are preteens now and off to school full-time, but that concept still is there. So the life that we had and that we've created through my business certainly resulted in more time. Like I'm the pickup, the kids come home and, and I'm here. And when they were younger, it still meant that I was very available I'm the field trip mom and the pizza mom, but it also means that we're able to travel a lot and have that freedom. And my husband takes his summers and is off with us often. And so it really came back to time. And so what my business to me always meant was more time. And so when I have that balance of working six hour days and the kids are at school and sometimes at night, and it really depends, but really it comes down to being able to balance my time and spend more quality time together. And being able to say yes to things. So next week, or when this airs, I will have already been at a blogging conference in Halifax speaking. And so I'm able to do that because I have the flexibility to say yes to that. Whereas other times, maybe I would have said no to something if it just wasn't going to be the right audience or the right fit. But it really comes back to that family time and that self-growth, I think, in a way. And sometimes, too, in the beginning, like my goal, that time goal remains the same. And over 10 years, it's been the same. But what that looks like and how I'm implementing that has changed as the kids have gotten older and my job has grown or changed. And 
I think that's important too, that just because we set one goal doesn't mean those goals have to be set in stone forever. They can be fluid and they grow with us as our family grows or our personal life grows or changes. And that's okay too. And so one of my favorite things, and I talk to a lot of bloggers about this, is the art of pivoting and the art of being able to have that flexibility to pivot when needed is also important. So that's the other reason why not going on someone else's path matters because if you're ready to pivot or if you're at a point where something needs to change or it's not working anymore, and certainly in this space, this industry, it changes so frequently. The tools, the platforms, the outcomes, it changes quite often. So we need to have that flexibility. So that's kind of how I focus on it. But it comes down to time for sure. And when people think about time and the fact that they don't necessarily want to work all the time or as much time as they think other business owners work, then they think that means that there's no chance that they're going to make very much money. Yeah. And I think that's a fear, right? That somehow, and we have to sometimes trade time for money. It's, we're not just going to put up that billboard and say, here's my website. And now I'm making a lot of money because I'm an online entrepreneur. It doesn't work that way. But that's where knowing what that ultimate goal is, you know, my success doesn't need to be based on being a millionaire, but the financial goals I set, and I certainly set financial goals for myself along with strategic goals, they're tied to financial goals. I know what my number is every quarter that I want to hit. I know what my number is every year that I want to hit. And so having that again makes that decision-making process so much easier And it's doable because then there's ways that we can get creative with how we're using our time. So I'm in a passive plan right now. I'm working with a group. I'm in a membership where I'm learning how to create more passive income because there's only so much of my time that I'm willing to give and able to give. All of us have a max on that time amount. So now I'm trying to find strategic ways to grow the other side. And I think that that's the whole idea is that you don't have to think that just because you don't have as much time, you don't have the capacity to make more money. And I find that the less time people tend to have, as long as you're being strategic and you know what you're trying to do, you can get an awful lot of stuff done. And there are people who are working 60 hour weeks who are not getting very much done because they're doing all the wrong things. So it's not really always about time anyway. Yeah, no, you're right. I kind of call it that panic time because somehow I hit those deadlines, even if I have a short amount of time or if I have a long runway to it, I'm still hitting them the same way because I think sometimes there's that fire that means you got to get it done. And I think too, it's sometimes people assume that we need to be making these decisions or following along and listening to what everyone else is doing when really focusing on our own goals and strategies will set us up so much better because we can be in control of what our priorities are. And when we forget what our priorities are, it can become stressful and we just say yes and it makes sense. Oh yeah, let's do that because they're doing it. And that's not really a great reason why. And the other reality is in this space, in blogging and digital online space, not everyone is truthful about the time that they're spending. And I hate to say it, but it's true. It takes time if you're building up these businesses or your influence or your presence doesn't like I'm in this 10 years now. It's certainly I'm not an overnight thing. And so there have been times when there's been lots of hours dedicated to it. 
and times when there's been fewer because children were little or sick or personal life comes up. Um, and it's interesting to navigate, but I think it's important for people to remember that what we see necessarily forward facing isn't always what's happening or is accurate maybe. So that feeling of, well, I want what they have, we have to sometimes be careful of that envy piece. And I do it too. I'll watch somebody go forward and be this huge blogger or something. I think, oh, you know, why didn't I get there? Or where am I on that? And the best thing my husband told me was, I can't be jealous of other people's choices. And I think it's so valid because he's right. If other people chose, or if I choose to put more hours in or to do those projects, then it will look different, my journey. So I focus on my choices and what I can control and want to control. And I hope to make the best decisions for me. Which is fantastic. And I think the other thing to remember on top of that is we all do things differently. So what other people choose to do and how they do it, that's not necessarily what's going to work for us anyway. Like our goals are different. Our motivations are different. Our ways of operating are different. And we just need to remember we're all not just cookie cutter versions of each other. And therefore the plan needs to be different. Definitely. And I think too, I recognized that I was in a privileged place when I was able to build the business and the blog. So I was already at home. My husband was working. I was able to do it from a hobby basis when I was first writing. And then as it grew into, you know, where I was working with clients and freelancing and stuff, I still had the flexibility of time just by our needs as a family, which is definitely different than if you're working full time and then you're building a side hustle the way you spend your time and the hours, it will be different as well. And so I definitely respect that everyone's journey will be different and it has to be. Right. So they can't all look the same. Where can people find out more about you, come and follow you, see what you're writing and all that good stuff? Yeah, I'd love that. Everyone can find me on social media platforms at Bit of Mom Sense. My account handle is the same across the board. I write on the blog a little bit of mom sense and you can find me at rebeccastanizic.com, which has a little bit more about my work and social media consulting and digital marketing pieces. Perfect. And we'll link to all of those in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I think it's an important topic, so I'm happy to talk about it. Thanks for listening in today. If you enjoyed the show, I hope you subscribe, share with friends, or leave a review online. And come hang out with us in my free Facebook group, The Biz Studio Community. Until then, I hope to see you online.